The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Episode number 110 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. And with me, just one of those minds this week, Adam Candy and Adam Candy going above and beyond the call of duty, doing it from the road. This is our first uh, completely little mobile deal that you've got going on here, Adam. I mean, this is, I'm telling you, I'm impressed with you. I'm impressed that you decided to make the time for us this week. Didn't want to go two weeks without talking to the people. Absolutely not, Matt. I have been on the road for a bit, uh, last attending the Nickel G's conference in Chicago, the Council of Legislators from Gaming States. Always a good opportunity to get to talk to some of the movers and shakers within the industry. And this was the first in-person gaming conference in probably about a year and a half uh, post-COVID held in Chicago. So uh, it was, I think, appreciated even more so by all who were able to make it. As always, guys, everything that we talk about here on this podcast, you can find over at LegalSportsReport.com. So be sure and head over there. We're going to keep this one quick And to the point, because we want you to get on about your way. And of course, we want Adam to go out and enjoy maybe a cocktail or three. So we're going to go ahead and uh, start things off here. Let's kick things off, Adam, with the New York RFPs that are out. Only eight days late. Uh, Statutorily (laughs) required to be delivered by July 1st and did not actually arrive until July 9th. But we now know what the parameters are for bidding on the state platforms for sports betting that are going to be chosen are um, nothing too revolutionary in terms of what a platform provider must be able to do. There are nine different points listed. I mean, they are such basic ideas as take and register bets, keep records of betting activity, maintain transactional data, et cetera, et cetera. What we've all been waiting to find is what is the scoring system going to look like? And it'll work off 75 points and you must be able to achieve 60 points out of the 75 to even be considered. Now, what is that going to look like? Uh, sports betting expertise is 25 points. Integrity of the platform, 20 points. Past relevant experience of the sports book, 15. Advertising and promo plans, seven and a half. Ability to rapidly and efficiently bring, efficiently bring betters into the platform, two and a half, along with race, racial, ethnic, and gender diversity and other factors concerning state revenues, those both get two and a half points as well. Where it gets interesting is the tax rate. Now remember, uh, it's required only to be 12.5%, but if you think you're getting a bid in New York by bidding 12.5%, you're you're, you're wrong. You're very much wrong. (laughs) Uh, Applicants must provide a tax rate 50% or greater for a preferred scenario, according to the RFA. 
20 points to be had for at least 50% on the bid. Applicants will get an additional point for each full percentage point above 50%. And so this is interesting because uh, the license term is also tied to the tax rate. Three years for up to 30%, five years for up to 50%, 10 years for 50% and up. So you're looking at a 10-year license. If you're able to get this done, you also can get an additional five points for partnering with a tribal entity. In the end, what we can break down from this is that you are going to probably see sportsbooks coming together to bid on this platform provider skin combo that the state requires because this 50 plus revenue percent share is going to be massive for sportsbooks to try to meet. Uh, so I, I think you might see some very interesting bedfellows when this is all said and done because having to bid 55, maybe even 60%, having to give up that much of your revenue makes this a thing that you get into more to keep someone else from finding a way to make revenue than to make revenue yourself. This is our the the never ending story, the never ending saga that is New York that is New York sports betting, Adam. It yes. Um it, it is never ending and in this particular case, Matt, um I wonder if this RFA ultimately brings around more questions than it answers because I look at some of these things and I say to myself, all right, so sports betting expertise by both platform and sports books. This to me is one of the most subjective things that you possibly could say. What is expertise? What is it defined as? Now, of course, there is a 130 page RFA to look through to see what the factors are behind the scores. But again, there's going to be a certain amount of subjectivity here. Integrity, sustainability, and safety of the platform. Well, is this the sort of thing where we're going to look to the past and see how many times your platform has failed? Are you going to have to pass some sort of uh, technical score? Is this going to be the sort of thing where you're getting a score from a lab to, to prove the sustainability? Is New York itself going to be conducting testing on the platform, et cetera, et cetera? There's a lot. There's, there's quite a bit that must be uh, taken into consideration here. So the bidding closes on August 9th. Uh, decision does not need to be announced before December 22nd. So we are looking at a timeline that is going to make it really tight to get New York up and running by the Super Bowl. So let's take a look at um, a topic here that, again, is just one of the ones that we continue to go back and forth with. And what's going to happen in Florida? Some new information happening down there. And uh, Adam, give us your, your thoughts on handicapping, whether we are going to get something going on in Florida or not. Well, it's interesting you mentioned everything that's going on because we're catching up on a couple of weeks worth of news here. And we'll start with the first lawsuit that was filed against the Florida sports betting deal between the Seminole Tribe and the state of Florida. Uh, two Florida paramutuals have filed suit uh, saying that the game in compact violates federal law. Magic City Casino, Bonita Springs Poker Room filed that uh, July, uh, the week of July 4th. And um, they're arguing what we thought would be argued, that mobile sports betting happens at the place of the placement of the bet, not the location of the server. I think what has to be kept in mind here is something that some smart people I've talked to recently have brought up, uh, which is to say, do these paramutuals have standing to file this lawsuit against 
the state slash the tribe. Um, it, it should be interesting to see how that plays out because I don't know that they necessarily will be parties that can uh, that can do that. But that's something that'll play out uh, in the court side. If it doesn't get stopped in court, and I don't think it will necessarily just uh, from our first look at this, it might be something that ends up on the ballot in 2022 because uh, we see a, uh, we'll call it a ballot initiative started by DraftKings and FanDuel calling themselves Florida Education Champions. Um, The idea basically is to try to get uh, state approval to open the market to more than just the Seminole and its partner. Uh, Hard Rock, or I should say its own brand, uh, Hard Rock. And DraftKings and FanDuel both put $10 million into this, $20 million to seed this campaign to get the petition uh, qualified for the ballot that would allow them the opportunity to get into the state. Keep in mind, that's not a lot of money. Uh, go back to 2018 when it was put into place that uh, this amendment into the Constitution re- would require future gaming expansion to get voter approval well, that is something that said 24 had $24.6 million uh, put in by Disney, and I should say 20.6 by Disney, 24.6 by the Seminole. Uh, so that had 45 million. That was back in 2018, and it wasn't necessarily bringing in all of the parties with the pockets as deep as they are in this situation. So the key here is that if it qualifies, you're going to need 60% approval to pass the referendum. Um, $20 million is a good start. It's probably ultimately a drop in the bucket for what's going to be put into this fight in the long run. I should have mentioned at the top of the podcast, you do want to follow Adam Candy on the Twitter machine. That is at Adam Candy. Two E's, no Y. It is absolutely free, so go in and smash that button. If you want to follow me because you hate yourself, you can follow me at, at Matt Brown M2. Uh, Adam, let's head into some interesting stuff here with the NFL because I think every sports book and every single market Despite the fact that, look, I had some pretty good numbers here, even after you know football season was over, we certainly had a a yearning by the public to get back into sports betting. You know, after the uh, the, the pandemic started to loosen up a little bit, and we were getting more normal air quotes sports going on out there. But the NFL only a couple months away now, and you would think that that would be the greatest thing ever for most of these sports books, especially if you are a sports book that just opened or a state that just opened and hasn't had the luxury of a football season quite yet. But we're getting some news come out that, uh, you know, as much as they would love the NFL and love the football season to be coming up, they're kind of the NFL is kind of biting into their Well, at least some of these data places are biting into their bottom line. Oh, and you can definitely put the NFL right in there because it's not like Genius Sports wants to uh, charge a huge premium if it doesn't have to and annoy everyone. But yet they had to pay $120 million a year over the course of six years in order to win the right to distribute NFL data. And like any deal in that situation, the cost will be passed on to the consumer, which is the sports book. Um, overall. U.S. Sportsbooks made $278 million in NFL betting revenue in 2020. It's according to the state-by-state data that we have. And our Brad Allen is hearing from sportsbooks uh, that they might end up having to pay as much as four times the cost that they've paid in the past just for essentially the same data that they've been getting uh, previously from the previous official data provider who was Sports Radar. Uh, the word that we've heard 
according to industry sources. Genius is asking for around 4% of pre-match NFL betting revenue, 6% of in-play. Uh, Sport Radar was charging 1.5%. Uh, one source told Brad Allen, just because Genius made a bad deal doesn't mean we're going to bail them out. Uh, another operator said they don't have anything new. They're charging 4x for the same data set. Now, that is uh, not surprising to hear that this is the feeling of the sports books. And going along with what you just said, Matt, sports books are kind of in a spot to say, well, what choice do we have? Right. Yeah. Like, we, we can't afford to, to be without reliable, fast NFL data, especially when it comes to in play. So Brad lays out the choices this way, says, you know, the books can try to complain to state regulators because what we've seen in all of these states that have mandated the use of official league data is that uh, it is supposed to be offered on, quote, commercially reasonable and, quote, terms. If they can prove a bump of 4x for the same data, then is that truly commercially reasonable? That would be something for regulators and or the courts to figure out. Um, you know, operators could try to take only the in-play feed and not take the pre-match uh, data. Obviously, the in-play is much more important uh, in terms of being able to grade bets in a quick manner. Uh, Sport Radar apparently has an unofficial feed that will be about five seconds of latency. Uh, you could go that way if you want, but I mean, five seconds of latency in the NFL is enormous and probably would put you well behind other sports books who are choosing to purchase the official feeds. So uh, sports books aren't happy. Genius is uh, passing on the cost of what it had to pay the NFL to get the data. And seems like we haven't heard the end of these negotiations. I think this just circles back and we will do this as a a very quick aside here, Adam, but this is one of those things where, you know, we always hear all the time people complaining about, I can't believe this book does this and does this. And why is this number this? And why is this juice this? And why don't they this? And why don't they that? And here's, you know, here's 20 different reasons why you should play offshore. And one of the things that you and I always circle back to is we're like, okay, look, one, if you live in a state that does not offer legalized sports betting, we're not going to, we're not going to curse you for wanting to play offshore because look, I mean, if you want to bet sports, you, I would rather you play at one of the offshore places than a bookie that might come to your house and break your legs. So I, I'm, I'm never going to be that guy. But if you live in a regulated market, we say all the time, we'd really, really encourage you to use one of the regulated sports books. And here's, you know, here's the reasons why. And you have recourse and yada, 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 and all these different things. Well, one of the things we also talk about is the reason why some of the the reasons that the offshore books are able to offer, you know, the the 105 lines or, you know, the the super big specials and things like that is because there is, a, I mean, a fraction of the amount of overhead that they pay compared to all of these gigantic big companies that are not only paying licensing fees to get going in all of the states. And yes, they're doing the marketing stuff. and all, But like this is like the little behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't mention very often either. Right. Is like just to be able to offer the data, just to be able to offer the lines in real time and stuff like that. They're paying off the top for that as well. Off the top. And not only are they paying what was a already a pretty big amount at one and a half percent of revenue, but when you talk about where sportsbook revenues are, we talk all the time on this podcast to explain to folks that sports betting is a very low margin business. The business makes its money on volume. And when you're cutting in an extra four and a half percent, 4x 
on that revenue, that is not an insignificant amount. It is something that the offshores are not dealing with. And that's in addition to, let's say, you're a licensed book in Pennsylvania, as opposed to an offshore based in Costa Rica or Curacao. Well, you had to pay $20 million off the top to get into Pennsylvania. So there are fees that the regulated books have to deal with. Of course, they're ultimately going to get passed on. They are going to get passed on in the prices. And as you said, people complain and often legitimately about some of the prices that are being offered. We are not uh, saying that you should just suck it up and deal with it if someone right. is you having and I are betters as well. Sides. So like you and yeah. I are betters as well. So we completely understand when you see these things that are just completely absurd that we're not saying, oh, you should just bet that anyway, because that's your only option. That's, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that there are people out there that offer fair numbers and fair prices and things like that. And, and that's those are the people we encourage to do business with. Absolutely. Uh, and, and look, we know that there are books you know, especially the ones uh, using intralots who, you know, they're, they're putting up you know, minus 30 sides. It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, those are those are things that nobody should uh, be dealing with. But when it comes to, you know, an offshore that's offering you the extra nickel off from a regulated book, well, that's why. Like we, the, you're talking about exactly why the overhead is completely different. So uh, I gather this is a first story that we are hearing about and not a last story when it comes to the official league data for the NFL. Adam, I'm going to let you out of here after you'd let everybody in on your conference that you went to. What was the what was the news? How did it feel to be back in the the swing of things? These are things that we used to go to, you know, three or four times a year. Uh, been a hot minute since we've been to one. So, uh, yeah, let everybody know what was going on. Yeah, I just wanted to send a shout out to the folks from Spectrum Gaming who put on the Nickel G's conference. Uh, this year's was in Chicago, right in the heart of uh, downtown. It was just great to have an opportunity to see not only legislators, regulators, but some of the folks uh, from the sports books who we know in person. Uh, there was a day and a half of programming as well. You know, I think we heard some some very interesting comments uh, come out during the programming about the future of tribal gaming and some of the issues that are being dealt with there. Um, we heard some interesting comments on the future of regulation and some of the challenges that are being faced. The uh, Dan Hartman, the administrator from Colorado was on one of the panels, along with Marcus Fructor from uh, from Illinois, talking about some of the challenges that they've faced and what they see going forward. Uh, Howard Glazer from Scientific Games was up there talking a little bit about, uh, you know, what they've seen from from the iGaming side. And of course, we know that that's uh, an operator that's looking to get out of its sports betting business at this point. So um, it was very interesting to be able to get some fresh perspectives on the business from folks who have been living it day to day. And above and beyond that, Matt, you know how it is with these conferences. You have conversations with folks that you just don't have otherwise. You get to meet people in uh, in more informal settings. Uh, I will tell you that I had probably a solid half dozen people at a 250-person conference come up to me and talk about how much they love the LSR podcast. Um, they said that they get their news from here, that they enjoy the opinion and so on. And I said the same thing to every one of them, which is that we enjoy making it for you. Uh, yeah. This is fun for us as well. We love to have the banter, whether it's uh, you and me or Dustin's involved as well with the guests that we have on sometimes. Uh, this is a labor of love that we really enjoy putting out. And uh, we really appreciate the feedback that we got at the Nickel G's conference uh, on the podcast. And we look forward to a uh, hundred and how many now? What was it? 110, 111? We are uh, however many this, this, is, this is 110 today. 110. I, I hope we take this up to 220 
I mean, seriously, there better be 220 episodes of this thing. Amen. I hope so. Um, well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you got to make it over there. And, you know, we're looking forward to all of the things that are going to start opening back up that we're going to be able to kind of go and, and, and you know, if I won't say rub elbows with everyone again, but at least like share the same room and, and uh, some, some drinks and some dinners and things like that, yeah. because uh, seeing the folks in the industry, like you said, I mean, just being able to kind of get that, that quick little one-on-one, getting some perspectives from people, getting some feedback on things and, and listen, we're, we are not above understanding that uh, we're not always perfect on this thing either. So if you do have any criticisms or anything that you would like to see us here, you know, talk more about or talk less about or however it might be, uh, we're, we're always open to that as well. Without question, Matt. And, and that's why I you know, gave out as many business cards as I could and said, you know, we want to hear from you. We want to know uh, what you think. We want to know if there's an issue that you think we're missing. Uh, you know, we we are in the weeds of this thing every single day, trying to keep up with the pace of legislation and regulation and mergers and acquisitions. Um, but at the same time, we know that a lot of the good folks who listen to us are the ones who are uh, in the arena, who are doing the deals, who are talking to folks on the ground. And uh, we want to hear that feedback from you as well. And, you know, we'll probably have another update for you next week because Las Vegas is going to go back to being the hub once again, uh, the National Indian Gaming Association will have its conference in Las Vegas coming up next week. And I was talking to some folks from the AGA in Chicago, and they're gearing up for G2E, which will be here in person before we know it in October. So back on the ground and up and running again. Looking forward. Cannot wait. Hope to uh, meet a bunch of you guys over the course of the next few months as well. Uh, as always, again, everything we talk about here, you can go get the written breakdown over at LegalSportsReport.com. Some other stories over there you should definitely go and check out as well. A couple of different uh, couple of different things dropping here over the last little bit. So be sure and uh, check out all the great work that Adam and his team are doing over there at LegalSportsReport.com. Follow him on Twitter at AdamCandy, two E's, no Y. For Adam, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.